0: Go check it out today, www.gprstabilizers.com or call 619-661-0101. Don't forget to tell them ATV Talk, hanging. Keaton Stirk, how are you, man?
1: Good, how are you, Leonard?
0: I'm doing great. Hey, thanks for coming on ATV Talk. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely, glad to be here.
0: Well, my pleasure. Um, I've heard a lot about you. I uh-huh. didn't know that you were 38 motorsports um, when I first started speaking with Andrea and, and obviously a little bit with you. And um, that intrigues me a little. We'll get into that in the conversation. But uh, uh, ATV Talks, glad to have you. Hey, how did you get started in ATVs?
1: Um, that's a good question. My dad started with getting, well, started with a side-by-side, a Polaris Ranger, and all of a sudden, after we learned how to drive it, we were gone in it all the time, so my dad needed something, so he got a 300DX, and all of a sudden, the Ranger was always at home, and the 300DX was gone all the time. <laughs> so, from there, yeah, we just rode it around the farm, pretty much, and I can't imagine how many hours we put on that thing, but.
0: So so you grew up on a farm? Yep. How far do you live away from that farm now?
1: I'm still here. Really? For now.
0: (laughs) How do you, how do you farm and um, keep up with all the ATV stuff?
1: Uh, Dad does all the farm stuff. So that's all him. So answer me this. How did the
0: season go for you, uh, Nationals?
1: Um, Not too bad. It was probably my best season so far. Um, Last season was probably better um, result-wise overall. Um, I had three wins last year, but this year I finally got a win in the A-Class, so I was pretty pumped on that. And, uh, yeah, overall just my results in the A-Class were quite a bit better than they were in the years prior.
0: And you contribute that to more seat time or just better development on the machines?
1: Um, this year is probably more better development on the machine. Um, getting to learn it, tinker with it some more. Um, I did try and focus a little more time on testing this year, I would say suspension wise, getting that all dialed in, um, where years past time has been a struggle, um, I did ride a little more this year, I would say, but not substantially by any means.
0: So, you don't get to train as much as you'd like to, I'm assuming. Not,
1: close. not even close. Most of the rounds I probably try and ride once in between the next round. So,
0: that's crazy.
1: So, it's pretty pretty low. Um hoping the next year that is that I am able to get a little bit more seat time in between rounds, that'll be a huge help, um, especially doing pro-am with the longer motos I'm going to need to.
0: Oh, so you're stepping up.
1: Yep. How old yep. are you? 27.
0: Oh, dude, you're still a baby. Exactly. You <laughs> have children. I have children older than you. <laughs> That's crazy. Yep. Man, either I'm really old or you're really young. I have. Uh, we'll, we'll work that out.
1: Exactly. We'll deal with that another time.
0: Exactly. Um, so you said you got your first win in the, in the, A. did you race any of the pro-am stuff this year?
1: I did pro sport all year long. And then I did the pro stock class. So um, pro stock is basically running against everybody in the pro class, except for a couple of us who are a and pro-am. How'd you do? Um, pretty much always towards the back um I battled with another kid at pretty much every round um and usually I would come out on top there's a couple rounds where he did get me so it was pretty good battle and it was fun um but not doing that class next year because pro-am will also run on Sunday so so I just won't be able to swing it
0: is that is that a going to become a premier class where you could like roll into a pro stock career
1: i don't know there is talk that they're not going to do it next year which is kind of a shame i think but
0: do you think some of the controversy this year uh in the class had something to do with that
1: i think so what they mentioned was that a lot of people at that level like to tinker That was kind of the one thing that they said. Um, And I would agree that, yeah, people at that level do like to mess with things. But at the same time, I don't really feel like the lines were actually crossed, given what they did find. But...
0: Well, I had a long conversation, if you don't mind, with Thomas Brown about it uh, on the podcast. And... He blatantly said that he was involved in the rule writing with Chad, and he said that no rule was broken.
1: Yeah, I would kind of agree. I mean, to my knowledge, what they found was a older model exhaust cam. Yeah, I believe. Yep. And yes, it's a better cam. Did Chad just have one sitting on the shelf and put it in because he knew it, or because he needed the cam? I have no idea but um it is a slight performance advantage i would say and you know, the other thing would be is maybe the tune that he had was set up for that older style cam versus the versus the newer style cam so
0: but the rule book isn't year specific
1: it's not nope so
0: i rule was broken
1: i would agree i don't think it was but but other people do seem to think so so
0: Hmm. I mean, I, I, I was um, I, I'm never going to generally side with the AMA because uh, <laughs> they make so many piss, poor, bad decisions for everybody. Yep. Yes, I said that, AMA, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, you can call me. You know how to get in touch with me. Um, you can ban me, whatever. I don't care. Um, but it, I just was pissed that a motorcycle guy made an ATV guy decision and he obviously didn't read the rule book.
1: That's what I would say on a, on a dirt bike. Most of the parts probably wouldn't even fit. So being that much of a year gap, um, but yeah, totally. Yep.
0: You know, you can, you can swap heads, you can swap cranks, you can swap so many, I mean, everything's interchangeable just about.
1: Exactly. Uh, Yeah. Pretty much is everything interchangeable.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about it in my head, and I'm, you know, you can uh, adapt a radiator sensor to a different plug, or you can change um, the plug to 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 fit uh, in yep. seconds, so that you, yeah, everything's interchangeable. Nope. Yep. Wow. Well, you're you're not helping me, giving me some uh, counter argument to to that. I was kind of hoping I was going to get a little friction there with with it but unfortunately you uh you sided with me
1: I side with you that's for sure um yeah and I already had the 09 so I had all the good stuff on mine already
0: (laughs) that's too funny uh did anybody else specifically go and buy that year machine for that reason or
1: no um I just got mine because I had a good deal on it um Thomas, when he was racing it, his might have been an older one as well, but you're allowed to swap to the newer style plastics, and I'll be it even now.
0: Yeah. So, what's the big deal? I mean, there's no, there's like it says in the rule. I haven't read it. I'm just going off what I was told. There's, it's not year specific, period. I
1: I don't think it is. There's something in there about engine blueprinting that you can't change. Um, But it, I mean, I suppose it's maybe gray, but I don't think it's I don't think it's in the red
0: well gray is is always what racing's been about since time began. you know bending the rules is everything um breaking the rules is is a blatant violation, you know yep. um, and I don't believe in my heart that Chad would ever be a cheater,
1: nope, not on purpose, no one. Knowing him, I mean, he only lives an hour from us. So um, we talk once in a while and stuff. So um, just the person he is, I don't think it was intentional.
0: Yeah, I, I, even if it was, it, he didn't break the rules. So what's the what's the problem? Nope. I, I look at it this way. Most of the time when we were being protested or people were complaining, it was because they were doing something illegal and pissed because we weren't breaking the rules and still beating them
1: yep that sounds about right
0: so you know something that i don't or nobody pursued it to figure it out mm-hmm. well that didn't answer my question bud <laughs> A simple yes no r- words would help <laughs> and you're still not going to give me anything are you nope <laughs> wow wow that okay so that leaves it up to that leaves it up to uh, viewer listener discretion on, on who's at fault and what's going on. So, exactly. uh, I mean, I don't even know who protested him.
1: Um, it was actually Max, his teammate. Chad somewhat actually protested himself because he thought he was completely legal.
0: Oh, Max just did it because the boss said, hey, do this.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Because somebody in the class was was running their mouth.
1: Yep. That oh, was okay.
0: Now I get the whole story.
1: That's my understanding, but I, I'm not 100 percent sure on that.
0: Uh, you know what? I think Thomas did say it was Max. I didn't. We we got so engrossed in the rule portion about it, I probably just forgot all about that. Uh, yep. Yeah. That I, I, I can think of most of the ATV world are not cheaters.
1: No,
0: you know there there are the guys that bend the rules, you yep. know that that need to. Um, well, that's how you innovate, you know. That that's how you innovate is is bending the rules, and coming up with new things that make the industry better. Yep. I mean, it, it's incredible that if you go back and you look at the two hundred and fifty R days. Um with the two sixty fives and the different pipes and then the heads and then the carburetors and then and, and all of these different things, I can't remember other than Darren Nacarado calling the top ten guys in the pro class and going i'm tearing y'all down I'm tearing the top three down uh at Astrabula um because there was rumbles of cheating and everybody was legal, the fuel was legal, you know. Uh, yep. And the same three guys won, or the same three guys were there as the same three guys at the last race. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, the
1: uh,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't ever remember anybody getting caught with a cheater motor.
1: No, I, I don't know of anybody that ever has. But, um, anything I build is legal. I don't do anything to push the limits like well,
0: that i know that my brother has a strict policy if he knows what it's being used for he will not build a cheater yeah he does not care
1: on something like that so
0: yeah well your reputation is everything you start building yep. cheater motors and people are going to take everything that you ever did for the whole your whole life of your your company or your career and it's all you're all a cheater yep you know so you, you have to integrity is everything Yep. Yeah. I mean, whether you agree with his policies and what he builds, or vice versa, mine or whatever, um, you have to have integrity. You have to stand behind what you do and and not and not blatantly break the rules. Absolutely. Uh, I worked with Doug Eichner for years and years in the work series, and the the the, the series was growing and becoming a, a legitimate series, so the rule book was sparse. Well. <laughs> We filled in some of the blanks because they didn't. Yep. Um, and there was people that were angry. Well, hey, doesn't say I can't. Yep. And my rule in my life is if it doesn't say I can't, generally I can.
1: Exactly. I would agree.
0: You know, I mean, do uh, you remember, you, you know, you film NASCAR at all?
1: I don't. I don't.
0: I, I, I could be wrong, and there's people out there that will correct me. I think it was the Woods Brothers that they had a specific rule on gas tank size. Okay. Okay. So they piped the car with fuel line. Mm. They finally said they couldn't do that. Then the neck from the fuel cell to the filler side on the car would hold an extra two gallons of gas
1: Uh uh-huh
0: so they were just manipulating the rule book doing everything they could to squeak out more
1: oh you
0: know uh, they were they were they were not cheating in my opinion they were they were bending the rules to fit until somebody told them they couldn't do it
1: yeah absolutely
0: you know so i hope that you're reading the rules and you know, seeing the weaknesses in some of the spots um and 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 developing your product accordingly,
1: yeah, that's uh totally and surely we're doing more and more, but push, pushing the rules is something I probably should work a little more on, I suppose, but uh I don't know everything's legal that comes out of here, so
0: I hear rumblings, you know, I hear rumblings about. <laughs> specific engine builders doing things that never get protested that are that are definitely not legal Mm -hmm. but it's like an unwritten rule that we're going to do this and so are you and so are you and we're just not going to say anything
1: if everybody does it
0: (laughs) if everybody does it it's not cheating yeah but it is you know the rule book doesn't say we can't do it but technically we can't you know because they're the AMA. the ama would definitely consider what i'm thinking about cheating
1: interesting you know
0: i mean it's it's a modification to a motor part that you can't modify hmm. so i mean uh, that's just the rumblings that i've heard and had deep conversations with my brother about it and my dad about it and uh, it's not something that we're interested in looking into at all. Hmm. But I'm doing most of the talking and you're supposed to be doing the talking. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. All right. And, um, talk to me about developing product. How do you come up with a specific product that you want to develop?
1: Um. Essentially, I find a weakness or a problematic area and decide I can make it better. So then I go about trying to figure out how to do that.
0: Where does most of your creative uh, ideas come from?
1: It's a good question. I really don't know. (laughs) I've been creative. Um, I think it actually comes mostly from my mom, but my dad's also like, uh, tinkerer a little bit he likes building stuff so um, a little bit from both but my favorite class in school was always art building stuff so I always push myself in that class um, and just building cool things so I think that's kind of where it comes from I always like building cool stuff
0: and um how much of it do you get to test uh, before you take it to the track
1: i test everything on my own machine before i let anybody else do it and then um after that it'll go to like andrea or my one buddy gage bb um they're pretty much the next two in line if it's a honda part it would go to my one other buddy but um we don't do a lot of honda stuff um
0: there you how dare you not do a lot of honda stuff what's up with i
1: don't you? i know <laughs> It's uh I believe blue, I guess. <laughs> uh you live in a
0: Yamaha time.
1: Yep, exactly. Um and I have some stuff for Hondas, not a ton. Um just little nothing real performance wise, more or less just little um little things, um parking brake deletes, but actually those fit the Yamaha too, so right. um just stuff that goes over i make frame guards for the honda but i don't even have those listed on my website yet um seat pins stuff like that um but performance wise nothing really performance enhancing for a honda
0: well it doesn't have to be always about performance enhancing you know right making that one widget that everybody and their brother has to have for whatever model it is, is is the key exactly do you do anything other than motocross
1: I did some cross-country a while back. Um, We raced the Heartland Challenge, which is there's three people on your team, and you race for 10 hours, Um, and it's on a cross-country course here in Iowa. It's a pretty big race. There's people that come from all around for it. Um, It's sponsored by GBC, Um, and we did that for three years. The first year, we did B-class. The second year, I think we did B class, or we might have done A class, and then the last year we did A class. Um, we actually won B class, and we got second in A class our last year. Haven't done it since, but it, that was fun. I did one local cross-country race, but other than that, it's only been motocross.
0: Are you who were um, your teammates when you did it?
1: Um, in B class, there was Tristan uh his last name is not ringing a bell which is kind of sad and then uh graham meyer okay the in a class it was Bubba hicks who um he used to race motocross and then graham meyer as well so
0: i've heard Bubba hicks before so
1: our a class team was we were all motocross riders
0: well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, motocross guys could go out there and bounce off trees at some point too, right? Right. Um, have you ever thought of teaming up with Andrea?
1: Um, I don't want to put it on record, but <laughs> if she asked me to do it, it'd probably be hard to turn it down.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, beans that, that, that at some point, she's probably going to beat you.
1: Yeah, we don't need to talk about that though. oh yeah
0: we yeah we do i mean is it a fear
1: no she's already done it she's
0: already beat you
1: the first time we ever raced (laughs) Wow.
0: wow that's so she's got that to hold over your head forever
1: yep and she doesn't bring it up but i actually bring it up quite a bit <laughs>
0: <laughs> well she's a pretty fast young lady so i uh, i don't think that it's anything to to scoff at
1: nope not at all she's not the only lady that's beaten me that's for sure we had some fast ones around here really really um, you know just local um sunset ridge mx in illinois one of the national um like one of the national tracks. Um, I got beat by a local girl a couple of times, I think.
0: So. I don't know if I can continue talking, you know, I mean, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Coming,
1: it's,
0: it's okay. I, I have, we had a local gal here and when we raced three wheelers, yes, I know this was before you were born. Um, and there's pictures of her, uh, my dad dug them out with her in front of me. So,
1: yep.
0: yeah. I I still can't live that one down.
1: Yep. Andrea's mom actually took a picture of us. Uh, it was not of Andrea and I, but Andrea, or me and several of my friends at that track when she beat me. So she keeps that one up on her board that she puts up at the races. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if she knows that that that's the track, but it is. <laughs> uh,
0: have you ever seen Angela Moore ride?
1: Um, She was at Redbud this year, I believe. And so I would have seen her there, but prior I had not
0: that that lady, oh my God, she could
1: ride that's what everybody says,
0: man, when she came out west and raced the boys, they feared her.
1: Mm-hmm. they really did. That's awesome. I asked Andrea if she um if she thinks that boys kind of fear her, and she had- I don't think she thinks that they do, but I'm pretty sure they do.
0: Well, we're all, you're also growing up in a different climate and culture that be by a girl isn't as near as a big a thing as it was when you were ego based, like, like my generation, you know,
1: right.
0: You need to, you need to pack your guys's trailer up and come out to the West coast and do a little off-road racing out here.
1: We've talked about it. It would be awesome. That's for sure.
0: Uh, We'd love to have you. That's
1: my brother. He lives in phoenix so it's not even out of line
0: hey you know what there's a couple races in arizona that aren't far from from there um uh, i would have to look at the schedule and, and tell you but yeah there's a couple that are pretty close that you come out and race at a uh, works race and get some blisters on your hands and and have a ball
1: yep absolutely
0: so let's get back into development of products.
1: Uh, All right. we,
0: we, we came to the establishment that, that it's a Yamaha world for you. And for the most part. Has, has the Yamaha been always your featured machine?
1: It wasn't. And you'll love this, but I started on a KTM. Oh, God. <laughs> I do listen to podcasts.
0: <laughs> you do listen to my podcast, huh?
1: Yep. I actually I-
0: one of these days KTM's going to call me and ask me to do something, and I'm going to be like, "Oh God, you know um, Go ahead. Tell, tell me all about it. I uh,
1: started with the XC model. I got it from a guy who ice raced in Wisconsin, so it was he already had the SX parts on it, so it was wide. Um, and I started on that. I actually loved them, and then the longer I rode them well. We'll step back a little bit. The second year I got the SX model and definitely a little upgrade, but I always thought the XC rear end worked better. Um the longer that I rode them, the more problems just kind of kept showing up. And I think I rode them for four years. I think I raced them for four years. So um by the end they were getting you know they had some time on them so stuff was starting to break and i just needed to start over so um that's when i went to the yamaha i actually had a honda as well i still do have a honda um it's in pieces but it's a crf engine um so use that for some stuff too some a little bit of developing up some honda parts that's kind of where Some of the stuff did come from was when I had the TRX motor in it still, but, um, primarily the Yamaha. And I think I switched in 2015, I would think, I would say 2015. So ever since I've been on Yamaha.
0: And you went right into the R model?
1: Yep. Um, we actually did have a card model for a little bit, but that was just my dad's machine. So, um... Obviously I still wrote it, but I wasn't a huge fan of the way it handled, but it was still stock. So
0: they I thought those things worked pretty good.
1: It was good. Um it, I think it maybe just needed a steering damper looking back, but at the time I wasn't gonna spend money on my dad's quad, so <laughs>
0: wow. Wow, oh, that hurts a little. When he yeah. let, you know he's gonna listen to this, right?
1: I hope he does.
0: Oh man.
1: I spend money on his quad now to make up for it.
0: Yeah, you spend money on his quad on his quad now just to make up for it. Nope. Oh. I could I can see a tractor coming into the shop soon. You know, really? You sure. spend any money on my quad? <laughs> Oops. Oops. Yeah. I didn't mean to knock that wall down in winter.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, that'd be terrible. <laughs>
0: I'm sure it would. I mean, you, you guys have to suffer with things that we, we never, we've never had to deal with out
1: here. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely, if it's in the eighties, I'm happy in the seventies, I'm getting chilly. And if it's below 70, I'm pretty cold. So.
0: I, I know we don't want to talk about weather. But how do you deal with 40 degrees?
1: Uh, a pants and sweatshirt or jeans and a sweatshirt gloves beanie beanie you hat
0: you know gloves are for girls right
1: yep until it's cold out
0: <laughs> uh, did you develop any good parts for the ktm
1: mm, no uh one of the parts i have now does work for the ktms which are the seat pins that i make for the Yamaha's. Um, and if I could go back, I wish I had those things, because I can't count the amount of times my seat fell off. Really? It was quite a bit, but, um, it was more on the SX subframe where they lowered it an inch. So I think the extra angle of like kind of helped pop the seat off. Right. But uh, the XC allow- pump was fine, but
0: Didn't allow it to latch properly. Right. You run into a similar problem with the Yamaha when you start lowering the subframe on it as well.
1: Yep. Um, on my Yamaha, I actually built my own subframe. It's not released to the public or anything like that. Don't know when it will be. I've been running them for like five years. So um, it's still the same one that I built originally. So it's nice and sturdy, but it, it latches perfectly. I still do run the pins because the posts that come out of the seat pan. Will they kind of get like a little moon shape dug out of them from the plastic. So, and then eventually it'll allow the seat to move back far enough. But as long as those posts are in good shape, I don't have a problem.
0: Nice. Uh, is your, is your uh, subframe adjustable?
1: It's not, it's just dropped like three quarters of an inch.
0: And that, and it's pretty, pretty just solid mount done drive away.
1: Yep. It it is six point, but it doesn't run all. The sixth point is not like any of the other ones. Um, it's there for. Um, it's not the main focal point because if you force all the weight down there, um, they're known to break the frame right at that uh, mounting point. So I tried not to do that with it with mine.
0: Yeah, I, I use a four point. On mine, and I've had some pretty uh, really great success with it. Nope, I, I haven't had real good success with the racers running the stock subframes at all. They break, yeah,
1: they break. I mean, I've done a few of those, uh,
0: yeah. I mean, it's just I, I had one break right now, not in the back in the center, right through the center on the side. Nope, you know, there's that little plastic. The hole with the little plastic holder for the wire, right down that, right down the center of that prank, broke right in half.
1: Well made the weak point.
0: Yeah, exactly. It had to have because you just when you break two of them or three of them in the exact same spot, you just scratch your noodle and go, Okay, well, we can't do this anymore.
1: Yep. That's uh with the stock class. I just had a stock subframe. I did break one this year, but um they were allowed to run the subframe braces, so if I would have had more time, I would have built my own set of those, but I just ran the stock subframe, so I didn't have time.
0: Do you change the subframe on Andrea's bikes?
1: She has a stock one on hers yet, but I think her dad um, gusseted that one, I believe. Not 100% sure, um, but I'm pretty sure that that one has like a plate welded on the inside of it
0: whatever you did with your moving you changed your volume
1: interesting
0: yeah there you go that's better yeah it's like you All cut right. the speaker up
1: yeah. <laughs> that's okay so her dad probably
0: gusseted that one for her
1: yep i'm pretty sure that that subframe has uh, gusset running up it
0: and i didn't i see that someone got a new quad today or yesterday
1: yeah that would have been today
0: wow big time huh I guess so that's pretty awesome you know need to tell her congratulations
1: all right i will do that
0: and what it's not race ready yet what have you been doing
1: on stock showed up today
0: well yeah well you had all day what are you doing
1: oh should have been done shouldn't have it
0: yeah i mean she needs to go ride you need to have pictures you need to i mean come on dude
1: (laughs) we'll be waiting on parts for a long time i'm sure
0: <laughs> uh she's a three-time champ you know you you should have had the stuff on the shelf
1: Should have <laughs> uh
0: she's probably if she's <laughs> listening to this she's laughing pretty hard i'm sure
1: hopefully uh
0: yeah because uh, i'm just giving you hell i i get it you know the bikes show up and they, people call her. are they done well no <laughs> you know
1: that's a uh, showed up, started taking the crate apart and then I looked at her message. She's like, leave it in the crate. I want to get a picture. I'm like, okay, I'll stop where I'm at. <laughs> uh,
0: that's, you know, for the longest time, you couldn't get machines in the crate.
1: Mm-hmm. That's I'm surprised that they do it.
0: Me too. Uh, yeah. Me too, because it's just uh, your, your fingers on the camera.
1: Yep. I noticed. <laughs> uh,
0: the, uh, People are going to be commenting. Really, you guys are talking about the finger on the camera.
1: It's it's my first time.
0: It's all right. It's all right. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: I I'm still pondering the KTM, and you didn't develop products
1: for it. I had ideas, but I didn't have the means to do it. Um, I mean, you know, I was still in high school for the first two years. I wrote them, and then, like I said, I had ideas. I did stuff, some, like, little things. Um, I changed the way the seat foam was because it kept bruising my leg when I would corner. They had a sharp edge on the inside of the seat, on the seat pan. So I added foam there, and uh, what else did I do? I made some better brackets for where the rear fender mounts, but I think you can buy those now. Back then, I don't even think you good.
0: Does anybody still ride KTMs?
1: It's rare, but there's a few. With the stock class, that seemed to bring a few of them out as well. Um, there's a kid who just switched over to Yamaha this year that was racing KTMs before that. um, At the Nationals in A-class. Um, and the one kid in the stock class that I battled with, he was on a KTM as well. Wow. But stock class they got a pretty good uh horsepower uh advantage over the stock yamahas
0: how about the ltrs
1: i don't think any of them were in the stock class this year they're they're pretty rare if there's an ltr it's probably a hybrid
0: oh somebody's modified it and put a, a different
1: LTR, number in it. it or the walsh hybrid or something yeah
0: <clears throat> i can't believe that those those are really it would seem that they would be a great platform for that class.
1: They would be, there was one in it. Wesley Wolf ran one the year prior. So last year, I think, or maybe it was two years ago. Um, He ran one in it and one of the Lammons brothers, they were pro for a little while. Um, They ran an LTR in it as well, but just for a couple rounds, I think.
0: I wonder why.
1: I'm not sure. I'm not sure.
0: Because stock, I mean, yeah, they are a little detuned, but they were not bad.
1: They're still pretty good machines. And then another gray rule, um, can't do a cherry bomb, but you can put the resistor in the wiring harness because you can cut the wiring harness to do the cherry bomb. So technically, they could still do it.
0: So why didn't they just let them put the cherry bomb in there?
1: I have no idea. It didn't
0: <laughs> give you that much of an advantage.
1: No, I have no idea.
0: Well, that ignition curve is why Suzuki's got discontinued.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: How how hard is it to just disclose? Right. Mm-hmm. You, you're making the parts for it ahead of time. You know yep. they are going to find out.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: I mean, re- realistically, in the in today's world, do do they ever not find out?
1: They always find out. Yeah, everybody does. It's uh,
0: the truth always comes out because you could tell your best friend, swear him to secrecy, and that's the only other person that knows. But eventually, that story's coming out because your friend's going to tell somebody.
1: Eventually, everybody knows.
0: Yeah, I mean, he may tell his. his you, you could end up telling your your wife or girlfriend in private, um, and then the girls talk, and they both know. And then somebody hears them talking and then boom, 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 boom. There you go.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, if you're going to do something that's on the fringe, just keep your mouth shut.
1: <laughs> I guess so. Or don't do something like that, one or the other. Uh,
0: most likely don't do it, you know. I I, I know that uh, when the 04 TRX450R came out, we had a golden opportunity. We were in the inner circle of companies on the West Coast that got to work with it, and we developed a whole product line for it. Before, I mean, the within twenty minutes of it releasing, you know, we already had a shelf full of parts and were selling product um, that day. Crazy. Yeah, and but the problem is, is I took it back to L.A. in the pickup instead of the box van.
1: Then everybody knew. Uh,
0: There was photos. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we got an angry phone call the next day. Yeah, you know, and then somebody else did spy photos in their shop that had nothing to do with us of the same bike. So they got all, there was like five or six of us, the companies, we kind of got blackballed by Honda for a while.
1: Yeah. They were
0: a little pissed at us.
1: That's cool. We got an early look at it though. That's awesome.
0: Oh, dude, we had it apart, checked it out. I mean, we did a lot of things they told us not to do, but we did it anyways, you know, I mean. I hope (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when you get it, I mean, I think we had it for two weeks. So, I mean, Yeah. yeah, we had it all apart looking at it. You know, built-in exhaust. You know, Uh, yeah, all kinds of all kinds of cool stuff. I mean, it was awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you don't get the factories don't give this stuff out
1: anymore like they used to. Probably because of that. Um,
0: No, I think it's because the industry shrank so much, Um, and when the factories came out with factory teams that changed the aftermarket stuff quite
1: a bit as well yep
0: but you know the longer you do it the the more you'll find that there are things and times when you get to participate with specific situations like you know i mean you already have a link in with yamaha Mm -hmm. you know now you may get to see something that nobody else gets to see
1: you know, for now, that'd be cool, actually.
0: Or they come to you with a problem and go, hey, can you fix this?
1: I'd be fine with you. That'd be awesome.
0: And there's five or six of you that are fixing it, and the one they like the best is the one they're going to use. Mm-hmm. You know, they're really good at not paying you for it, but, you know.
1: Yeah, it'd still be cool.
0: Yeah, you get to tell your buddies, hey, I did that.
1: I did that? Exactly. Um. <laughs>
0: How long did it come up? How long did it take you to come up with the, the seat pins for the Yamaha?
1: Um, probably about a year in. I started to have my seat fell off once. And I think that's all it took. Um, And then I drew it up, up, sent it to, gosh, I don't even know who I had to make my first ones. It was either some guy in uh, over East by – Pennsylvania. I've used him for a few things. I don't remember where he's at exactly. Um otherwise there's a oh seat pins are a local shop here, McCockat, Iowa. Okay. But I had them make me a small batch of it because I knew somebody who worked there. Oh nice. Um Everybody they're not allowed to, uh, they're not actually allowed to make stuff for people outside. So once that guy stopped working there, I was out of luck. <laughs> but
0: oh well. Hey, at least but, you got a few, right?
1: Cool. You know uh that's basically what got me started. Otherwise I probably would have never started.
0: Is the, the the seat pins got you started?
1: Yep. They were my first product, first ones for Yamaha. And just so happened they fit the KTM too. But
0: nice. Yep. Nice. That's that's pretty awesome. It it's great to have um a start story. Yep. You know, it really is. Um what what are your future plans?
1: Um, I have an employee coming on November 8th, so before past oh. airs, I would assume. And that should help a lot. He'll be on the repair side of the business. Um, so he gets to work on the farmer's junk and <laughs> he's going to listen to this too, because I'm going to play it at the shop, but, uh, um, he'll probably do some race stuff as well. He's pretty mechanically inclined, so. I won't really have to watch him do anything. He's worked for me um after hours and stuff for quite a while now. Years actually. Um but we're like 3 months behind on repair work, so I need somebody.
0: Is it is most of your company based on is what keeps the doors open the the farm repair?
1: Um it was originally on the repair side, yeah, probably. It's getting more and more sport oriented though. Um whether it being because that's what I would rather do, or I'm just getting to know more and more people, one or the other. Um, but the parts sales are actually most of my business now, which is awesome. So I'm going to focus my time that I have extra once he's on, I'm going to focus it on parts and kind of looking to go into a little more chassis stuff like the subframe. Um, what else? Just some other odd and end thing probably to get started but anything will be subframes thought about doing swing arm so
0: that's a touchy that's a touchy area right there
1: yep so we'll see what happens but I would like to do those two mostly because I need them so I'll get to test them first
0: right yep. to learn how learn how not to break them
1: exactly <laughs> learn build them. and then a thousand times later I'll have the one
0: well, my dad's favorite saying is, I wish I could build the fifth one first.
1: Exactly. I think that's what it took me on subframes, was five to get to this one. And it's been good ever since. But
0: well, if you if you were good enough to build the fifth one first, um, you know, you'd be building space shuttles, not
1: right? Not
0: ATVs. <laughs> you know, a career in F1 maybe.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool, but I like four wheelers, so
0: Yeah, so do I. Have you uh have you um done any carbon fiber work or anything like that?
1: I haven't. It did cross my mind, but I'm not as of right now for sure I'm not going to.
0: Four works carbon's kinda got a lock on that stuff, doesn't he?
1: Yep, I would say so. Um and there's not much more to offer as far as I can tell. So yeah him, I think
0: yeah, I mean I buy stuff from him too it's It's not yep. a huge market for me, but uh, yep. i mean he he does do quite a bit, so
1: absolutely that's awesome
0: so I asked you a question, and I covered you up, and I want to ask it again. what are the you you told me that you were going to work on the parts side of it, but as far as your future plans? Where do you see the racing thing taking you?
1: Um. Well, that's a good question. I don't really know. I'm going to start with Pro-Am, Pro-Sport, see how that goes. Um, I am hoping to get down to Florida this winter and get a little more training in than I have in the past, um, being that we don't get much time to ride here before the season starts at home. Um, we pretty much have to go to Florida or some somewhere um the first year of the year i progressed the most we actually went to arizona because my brother wanted to go there because he was kind of thinking about going there and living um we rode at Speed world and that just so happened to be the year that it closed so we had our hotel we had an extended stay hotel had it booked for three months and one month in we were out of a place to ride so um there was one for one i think it was canyon motocross yep think they were only open on thursdays so it's hard to stay there for one day a week of riding
0: right well there's enough desert dude you could have you could have made the track out in the desert
1: yep we thinking back i probably should have but i at the time i didn't even realize it was all open
0: yeah i mean it, it is i i think that one of the best things about west is there are so many places that you can
1: ride mm-hmm. well yeah. be... one time when we get out there i would like to go ride in the desert because i haven't been able to do it yet
0: well you got to make the dune stop and then you have to make the hard packed desert stop and make sure you run <laughs> skid plates because you <laughs> motocross guys countries don't need skid plates but
1: the know. desert we oh, do
0: Oh, when you're riding the rocks, buddy. who needs skid plates.
1: <laughs> yep. That's what cross-country stuff was. It's like a, it looks like a mix between motocross and cross-country.
0: Um, you know, it's way faster than cross-country. Right. Um, the, the, the skill set that it takes to ride to the trees, like those guys do, uh, mm-hmm. baffles me because, you know, if there's. Two rocks 10 foot apart i hit them both uh you know i mean uh so i i don't think i could go get, get through the trees that are 52 inches apart you know
1: using through rubbing on both sides
0: I uh, i'd probably wrap that thing around them you know i mean it's just I, I don't i don't see myself ever being able to get it through the trees
1: yep that's uh i hit one tree that's all i needed
0: yeah, and, and Walker Fowler and Barry Hawk and Bob Sloan and uh, Bill Balance. These, these you know, uh, I don't want to just not say somebody's name that's an ultimate champion in Borage. I mean, these guys are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, Teddy Trey. I, I mean, some of these guys are just phenomenally good and fast, and and uh, you probably don't even know who Teddy Trey is because he's –
1: i know
0: i'm very first gncc champion huh. yeah on a three-wheeler 1984
1: cool three-wheeler yeah that's awesome
0: uh, yes you have you ever ridden a three-wheeler
1: i have for sure once maybe twice the one <laughs> time for i was scared for my life and i made it only down our driveway <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, they're not that bad come on
1: uh this one this one was uh uh it was pretty tippy (laughs) it it was weird the way that it wanted to roll
0: uh body english
1: Uh, yep that was i was deaf griffin and i know that
0: (laughs) well if you want to learn how to turn faster and turn better and change your techniques go practice on a three-wheeler
1: probably be good because you're You'd be fighting it the whole time.
0: Actually, once you learn the flow and how it works, you actually don't.
1: Interesting.
0: You know, body English, you you know, you drive it with your legs um, and you turn left to go right. You know, I mean, it's kind of kind of crazy how it works. You know, you don't seem to think that that's what you're doing, but technically you're kind of are. Yep you know you should steer it with the rear end some of the techniques that you learn will help you body english wise to maintain your speed with the through the turns on a on a quad um i mean it's it's all its own entity but um i believe that anybody that trains should do a little bit of three-wheeler training uh just to learn the body english
1: yeah I'll have to try and find one. I would like to ride one again. That was probably that was at least ten years ago, probably. So <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: the best handling three wheelers at two hundred X. Two
1: hundred X. They're
0: they're they're phenomenal. They're great. They were the great. They're the best ones. Two of the R's. Everybody has one, but the two hundred X was was a great machine. All right. 84 85 83 84 85 they changed it in 86 um so it wasn't quite as cool but it was still a good bike but um the 83 to 85 were the best models in my opinion a little okay. biased there because my dad built those motors and and uh, th- those were that was my first big race three wheeler was that
1: yep you know cool.
0: and i ran over myself so it's
1: okay nice
0: I had to admit that, you know, had to.
1: I've never done that on a three wheeler, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't do it on a four wheeler. So.
0: Oh yeah, well we've all laid down under our four wheeler for no reason.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: that that's the fun about uh about riding, you know, because sometimes you just end up on the ground.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's always better when it doesn't hurt, but. Exactly. You
1: know. that- that's my preference, anyway.
0: Yeah, mine too. Mine too. Um, right. Any any big announcements coming with any new products? Other than you know, we talked about subframes and swing arms.
1: Um, there's some little stuff that'll be released sometime soon. Um, there's engine collars for the YFZR. Um, I need to get those on the website and released. Um, like the pivot bushings where the swing arm goes. hmm The factory ones are known to crack, so. Um, had some better ones made and they've been going fine. I think I've been running them for all of two years now. So I have started selling them if people message me or call me and ask about them, but I don't have them on the website yet. So there's a lot of, quite a few things I need to just get on the website, um, get listed on there. Um, one of the coolest things are probably the timing plugs that I released a couple months ago. Um, so no more Allen wrench, I use an actual socket. So it makes it a lot harder to strip out. So those have been, those have been cool, selling pretty good. Um, other new stuff. Um, at some point, I have a rear blade, rear brake clevis piece that it's not like the fast one or anything like that. It's its own kind of design that will be no play unless your lever itself has play. So that should be pretty cool. And I've been running that for two two years as well
0: you're a little late on the drop in the new products huh
1: i test if i test long enough i won't have any problems
0: (laughs) you gotta speed that process up a little bud
1: i test them for a while and then i give them to everybody else like i said local to test and the way i figure is if i over test it then i won't have any problems and i don't want anybody to have any problems (laughs)
0: Uh, dude i feel you i wish that uh i could i could never have that call where there was this negative or that negative um the more product you build sometimes you can't control it because it goes out the door and it and and everything breaks yep. you know? the wheels round but uh, it has a flaw in the rock and it breaks in half and your cart doesn't go anywhere yep so we've never built, there's never been a builder in the world that's built something that doesn't
1: break. Right. Eventually one way or another, something's breaking.
0: Well, yeah. Look at F1 cars. You know, these things are million dollar pieces of equipment and well, multi-million dollar pieces of equipment. And <laughs> there's always one sitting on the side of the track, you know, and you just,
1: scratch
0: how do I build an ATV that's never going to break? Well, these guys, these guys have millions of dollars and they can't do it. So
1: Exactly. It's going to happen.
0: Yeah. The, the best we can do is just do the best we can do and, and, and keep going. Absolutely. Keaton, I want to thank you so much for coming on ATV Talk. I really appreciate it. And I want to tell you from a guy that's been in the industry a long time, I hope you have longevity of life in the industry and success and uh, good luck with your product line. Uh, thank you. In some ways, we're competitors, in some ways we're not, um, you know, some of the product that, that you sell, uh, we don't do, we don't sell. And people ask me about your, your, some of your stuff and I say, hey, if it works, run it.
1: If it works, it works.
0: Yep. I mean, uh, I can disagree with a theory all I want, but if it works,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: works for that individual. Who am I to tell you not to run it?
1: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, like I always do, I want to extend the invitation to have you come back on the show. Sounds good. It's always, it's always good to uh, keep the youth and the and the young bloods flowing, um, so that I know where you're at and know what's coming. And if we can ever do anything to help you and, uh, Andrea, you make sure to reach out and talk to us so that we can do that for you or help you with it. Um, You got a good thing going there and you you got one hell of a lady and she's really fast and and i think uh, you'll be able to help build your brand off that hopefully oh you know that's number one plates sell product
1: that's for sure
0: yeah they do they you know win on win on sunday sell on monday sounds like a oh well, it's a great model. Honda did it that way for years.
1: And look at them now. Well, yeah, yeah well,
0: well, in the ATV world, they may be um, <laughs> parking, but you know what? They're building jets now.
1: hmm
0: You know, my dad was around when they were when they were building the first motorcycles, and he said, you know, there was some pretty rough times with with Honda because some of their stuff was sub subpar.
1: Interesting,
0: And now
1: uh,
0: I would have to say that for pure quality, it's hard to beat a Honda.
1: Hard to beat a Honda if you want it to run forever.
0: Yeah. I mean, they just make some stuff that's just indestructible and some of the old stuff that's still running today.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm not
0: trying to slight Yamaha. I mean, I really wouldn't talk about any other, any other brands like this. Right. You know, Honda and Yamaha, you look at some of their stuff and it just runs and runs and runs and
1: runs. Yep exactly you know
0: ktm every once in a while or kawasaki every once in a while will will hit a home run with a machine and suzuki if they get real lucky they can throw a dart that hits the dartboard you know um the other models i don't even want to talk about right <laughs> i just i just dig that hole deeper and deeper you know
1: that's all right
0: it would be pretty awesome if KTM would come out with a sport quad that was that was a real good sport quad because then you'd have three models of it. That'd husky be husky and, and gas gas.
1: Yep. That part would be cool.
0: Oh man, it would be
1: they'd have to would I mean, have to quite a bit of things, quite a few things differently, I think.
0: Oh, I think they would need to have the you know, a couple different people in the ATV world come and teach them how to develop an ATV. Yep. That's, so you, 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 go ahead.
1: That's what it would need. And it can't be dirt bike guys building an ATV.
0: You know that I don't want anybody to <laughs> that some of the European thought process isn't the same as it is uh, over here in the West. I think that they would need to use some of our thought process because we have a bigger we have a bigger pool of people to to, to grab from. And all of the most of the best developments done here.
1: Yep, for sure.
0: You know, nothing against the UK. I mean, those guys, they 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 go very fast, they do some great stuff, but they ride in different conditions and their machines generally don't work that great over here, but our machines will work over there.
1: Yep. Might not be the best over there, but they'll still work.
0: Yep. And, you know, when you take Chad Wienan and Joel Hetrick and Thomas Brown over there and mop the floor with those guys i mean they don't even compete so
1: it's hard to beat those three they're ridiculously fast
0: yes yes exactly i'd like to see the gals go over there and race
1: it would be cool um i don't think any of them could probably afford to do it but it'd be cool
0: you know you could take them as a b team with the (laughs) with boy with the men and let them race you know just just to see how they would do
1: yeah, that'd actually be awesome.
0: I I bet you they would probably finish in the top eight.
1: Might that's uh, the top three girls at the nationals are pretty darn quick. So
0: yeah, but you're only half to You're competing against the top the top three from Europe and Italy and Belgium. And no offense, they these countries have one maybe two fast guys, but they don't have three dominant figures.
1: Yep. Yep. Don't have the whole package. Right. Yep. You know,
0: so it's just something that we could hope for, right?
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome to see. That's for sure.
0: Well, you you have a lady that can push it. So she's
1: she's pretty good at pushing things.
0: (laughs) Just be careful because you never know. You could be you could be packing a sea container. (laughs) Oh, boy, we're going.
1: Here we go. huh? Exactly. (laughs) Uh,
0: it was awesome talking with you thank you very much for your time absolutely I really appreciate it and really enjoyed the conversation the team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback please email us at hello at atvtalkpodcast.com brought to you by take two custom teams screen printing experience that is dedicated to quality and customer service every time